begin in prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, we give you permission, Lord, to do whatever it is you desire to do. We pray that you would make our minds and hearts and our souls the fertile soil of the gospel, that your word may bear rich and abundant fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Which is the greatest commandment? This question asked to Christ. Which is the greatest commandment of all the commandments that are there, of all the things the Lord asks us to do, which is the greatest? And Jesus gives a very simple, clear answer straight from the Scriptures. Basically, like telling the scribe, you, you, you know this already. You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you love your neighbor as yourself. These sum up all of the commandments. Everything else, if you live these things, then everything else takes care of itself. Sounds easy, right? Yeah. And we think about that. Love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and all my strength. It can be difficult for us to put into practice in our daily lives. Like, geez, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll take like 10%. Like, I get 10% of my heart, you know. But the Lord calls us to this reality and gives us the grace to live it. So if we look at this as in a mountain that's insurmountable, then we're forgetting about God's power and God's grace at work in our life. We also take this and, and look at it and be, okay, so are there things that have my heart and my soul and my mind and my strength that I'm placing above God in those places of my life? This is an important scripture for us to like examine our life. Like in what, what has more of my heart, more of my soul, more of my mind, and more of my strength than the Lord? Then something's out of balance. And if we want to fit them all together today, I, I want to think, I want to invite us to focus on one that, that Jesus actually adds to the scripture from the beginning. If you read our first reading from the Old Testament, it's from the book of Deuteronomy, and it says, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and strength. And Jesus adds, with your mind. Why is it important to love him with our mind? Because if we think about it, what is, what is love really? We've said this a million times to you, right? To myself, I say it over again. Love, there's a feeling involved in love, but at the heart of love, it is a decision. It is an act of the will to choose the good and specifically to will the good for someone else. Like my emotions may be saying one thing, right? We think of that on the level of the heart. But if I choose to love someone in a difficult situation when like, hey, my emotions want to punch you in the face, right? I'm not going to do that. 
I'm going to choose to treat you with honor and respect and dignity. So you can see, again, love is a choice. But in order to choose the good, what do we have to do? I have to know what is good. Like, I can't choose the good if I don't know what is good. And so to love God with all of our mind is key. To have a right understanding in the things that we put into our minds and the things that we think about influence our desires. You think about this in life, right? The things that you long for, you think about a lot. And the more you think about it, the more you desire it. And the more you desire it, the more you think about it. And then eventually, like, comes out in action in your life in some way. And so if this is a good thing, then that's great, right? <laughs> like, if I think about the good thing, I desire the good thing more, I desire more, I think about it more, and then I actually put it into practice in my life. But if it's a sin, if it's a vice, then it's leading us down the wrong path. And so it's really important for us to win the battlefield of our mind. Like to win the battlefield of our mind, not on our own, but in communion with the Holy Spirit. Now, temptations are going to come, right? We can't stop temptations from coming. We can, in a certain sense, control, not completely, but like how I place myself in a place of temptation, right? Let me not put myself in the near occasion of sin. But even just in general, like some thoughts are just like, where did that come? Like, where did that come from? Why is that in my brain? You know, what's important is that that thought, that temptation in and of itself is not a sin. But when I begin to entertain it, when I begin to think about it willfully, especially like it might be fantasizing and whatever it is, like lust, pride, envy, greed, jealousy, anger, when I'm willfully turning these things over, when I'm willfully thinking about them, I think, well, it's just in my head. It's no big deal. But if I'm thinking about it, then I'm increasing my desire to do it. I'm increasing my desire to do it, then I'm thinking about it more, and it just grows, and eventually it's going to find its way out in my life in some way. This is important. And even beyond that, what we look at with our eyes and what we listen to with our ears are the things that put a lot of thoughts into our mind, right? Like what I'm, what I'm listening to and what I'm looking at then puts a thought in my mind, then it's in my memory, and now it's in my memory, and if I begin to, to think about it over and over, then it moves its way into my emotions and I'm like my passions that are there, and it stokes it, and then boom, it like comes out in some way. So it's important for us as we want to love the Lord in all these different ways, we want to know what is good, then we need to, to be custodians of our minds and our ears and our eyes. Jesus says this. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. Therefore, if the eye is sound, your body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. Then if the light in you is darkness, how great will the darkness be? He's speaking to his followers. He's speaking to us. We're supposed to be the light of the world. And what we put into our eyes is the light, the eye is the light and the lamp of the body. And so if I'm just putting darkness in, what I'm looking at, what I'm listening to, what I'm thinking, then it, then it moves its way into us, you know? So the Lord calls us on a practical level, what do we do? 
Well, one, more and more and more, right, let's not listen to or look at things that are drawing us away from what is true and good and beautiful and virtuous. And the more that we can do that, like not put ourselves in those temptations, not listen to those things, not look at those things, not ponder those thoughts, it's important because they aren't putting those ideas in our head. And then when the thought comes, and I know I shouldn't be thinking it, don't entertain it. Don't entertain it. Because I begin to entertain it, it grows. My desire for it grows. And as I was preparing for this, I felt a particular conviction in my heart to just speak about, like, if you're in a relationship, and especially if you're engaged or married, and you begin to have the temptation to entertain a thought, whatever direction it may go of being in relationship or being uh, connected to someone else or fantasizing about someone else, shut it down right away. Because it's going to steal your affection for the person that you're with. Now, if you're in an abusive relationship, right, well, this, that's a whole other situation. You need to just get out of that, right? But if you're in a relationship and you are thinking about it and harboring these thoughts and willfully harboring these thoughts about someone else, again, especially engaged or married, then you are, you are fostering your desire and your passions and your emotions for a connection with them and you're, you're you're pulling away from the person that, the, that you're with, especially if you're married. So we have to be really conscious. Think, oh, it's just a thought. And that thought can grow. And it gets into our heart. And then eventually it finds its way out somewhere. But this can be true, again, for jealousy, envy, greed, pride. You, you name it. It's there. So when those thoughts come, let's not entertain them. There's a beautiful prayer that Mother Teresa used to teach her sisters when you're in temptation, she would tell them, say this. She would tell them to ask Our Lady, Mary, keep me in your most pure heart. Like right now, my heart is desiring something it should not desire. Keep me, Mary, in your most pure heart that I can love the Lord and love my brothers and sisters as you love them. I tell you, it's, it's beautiful. Whatever direction our mind is going, and sometimes it's very willful, like, Mary, keep me in your most pure heart. And I, I start bringing in St. Joseph. I'm like, hey, man, we need some backup here. Like, St. Joseph, keep me in your most pure heart. Like, direct my thoughts and my affections for what is good, for what is true, for what is beautiful. And the more I think of those things, the more my heart desires them. Just think about it like on a practical level, a human level. Like you're, you're trying to, to, to become healthier. You're trying to exercise more. You're trying to diet, right? It's probably not good to entertain thoughts of like cookies all day long, you know. Like, hey, I really want to be healthy and I'm just daydreaming about sleeping all day, 17 hours of Netflix and cookies. Not going to help you, you know. <laughs> But if I think about the beauty of being healthier, if I think about how that's going to make my life better, if I think about that and entertain those thoughts, then my desire for that grows, and then it's going to make its way into my life easier. Think about the spiritual things, right? Well, I don't know if I don't have much longing for God. Well, like, how much do you even think about it? 
How much do you think about heaven? How much do we just think about material things? Every day, we should be thinking and spending some time meditating on heaven and a desire to go there and a desire to be with God so that our longing for it increases. So then we actually begin to orient our lives in that way more. Our thoughts influence our desires. Our desires ultimately make their way out into the actions of our life. St. Paul would say it this way in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 4. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What is true and honorable and worthy of praise, what is just, Think about these things. And he says this, then the peace of God will be with you. Why? Because more and more as I think about and meditate on these things, my desires will be oriented towards them. And then that will begin to bring peace into my life. Who wants more peace in their hearts? And in their minds. St. Paul gives us simple way for that to move more deeply. Think about these things. So I want to just invite you, all of us, if we're not praying every day, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Everybody has 10 minutes of something that they're currently doing that they can stop doing so that they can pray. Everyone, just 10 minutes in there, especially meditating on the scriptures. And then when's the last time like you read a classic work of literature? When's the last time that you thought about the cardinal virtues of prudence and justice and temperance and fortitude? Like these are the things Aristotle was like, hey, you want to have a happy life? Live the cardinal virtues. We, we do these things, it orders our minds and hearts to what is good and true and beautiful. And if we don't know it, if we don't know what is good, we can't choose it, right? But I have to know it first. So I need to order my mind and my thoughts around these things that are good. Prayer and the sacraments are first. Prayer and the sacraments are first. And then from there, what is true? What is beautiful? And what is good? what is just and honorable and praiseworthy. Let us think about these things. And then the peace of God will reign in our hearts. And then we will love God with more and eventually all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And as we do that, then naturally we will love our neighbor as ourself, because my heart and mind will be oriented towards that good. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, 
if there's any excellence and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Then the peace of God will be with you.